With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Raw and uncut, Jiggy Jag, you know how you do it. You know what I'm saying? Keeping it all the way live. Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had a no idea. <laughs> I love I didn't that. know you were, but I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. 267-22 Jiggy. Hey, Jiggy, what's happening, man? I want to be that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy, play guitar. It's a great name, man. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey, and, uh, you know, you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thank you very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. Welcome to hour number one of the world-famous Chicky Jaguar radio program, 21 minutes after the hour. Thanks for joining us. We've got a fantastic guest we're going to be talking to here in just a little bit. Joel Eisenberg is the current co-author of what many are hailing a literary masterpiece, The Chronicles of A.R.A. We're going to be talking to him here in a few moments. Joel's an amazing, amazing guy. Chatted with him a little bit before we went on the air. Fantastic author. We're going to talk to him here in a few moments. In our next hour, we'll be checking in with um, Anne-Marie Hoff. She is the author of Animal Lover. It's a big bestseller. Plus Donald Bazella, Dan Perkins in our third and final hour today. Plus, we're going to do a bonus hour of the world-famous Cheeky Shakewire radio program. But let's tell you about one of our fantastic marketing partners on Transmedia Worldwide. It's a great GoFundMe campaign. Check it out today at GoFundMe.com slash QDCBNS. Jasmus album, Into the Zen Mind. That's right. Funding for Jasmus. It's a brand new album into the Zen Mind. The release date is April of 2015. And uh, we're going to help him spread his music, and also you can be part of the action. The inspiration for this collection of works that are meant to keep the listener wondering and hopefully realizing that we're not just as aimless, pointless objects like the title points out. We're the ripe fruit that is just about to fall from the tree. It shoots, we merely threw insight learn to follow it through our instinct and wisdom the artist endeavor is finally at its fruition we're very excited about this check out houston artist jesmus he is known for his eclectic style and his edm songs such as mayan chili and mindset check it out today it's g-o-f-u-n-d-m-e dot c-o-m slash the letter q the letter d the letter c the letter v the letter n S. And tell them you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. Let's get into it with Joel Eisenberg. He's on the telephone. Joel, welcome to the program. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. How you doing? Pretty good, actually. Talk to us a little bit on your background here. We try to let our uh, our guests do their own introduction so I don't miss any uh, delicate features. And uh, then we'll get into talking about this uh, this great piece of business you've got for us today. 
Yeah, no, I appreciate it. And actually, before I do that, I just got to ask you, man, because it's been a long time yes. since I did radio. Yes. I speak over CashflowMojoSoftware.com. Yes, indeed. <laughs> okay, all right. Yes. So here we go. I apologize to CashflowMojoSoftware.com. CashflowMojoSoftware.com is the eminent company of its type here in the United States. So if anybody is interested, again, that's www.cashflowmojosoftware.com. That is a free plug, and I apologize wholeheartedly for speaking over the, the sponsor. Sorry. No, 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 no. We got you, my man. Uh, tell, tell us a little bit on your background, brother. Tell us all about it. A little bit about my background. I'm a uh, big mouth kid from uh, Brooklyn, New York. Uh, originally, that was a special ed teacher. So I taught, you know, very uh, severely disturbed kid, kids. Um, I, I also taught autistic kids. I did yep. it for any number of years, I did it for about 10 years. But as I was doing it, when I went to college, I wanted to major in film. But I figured it wasn't going to be, you know, what I knew so much as who I met along the way was me. So I needed a fallback. So what I did is I came out here to California, started teaching. Teaching, you know, was, 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 was good. I mean, I enjoyed it for a while. I really oh, did. Yeah. But it was never my end game, you know. And uh, I always wanted to write. So I knocking around the world of independent films and did a, uh, you know, wrote a number of films and executive produced a number of movies, produced some movies and things like this. Started a uh, big entertainment networking group out here in L.A. where if you're a filmmaker or you're, you know, an independent musician, you know you need to get people to pay those bills. Yep. So yep. at the end of the day, you know, we wanted to level the playing field between filmmakers and finance. So I started that, and that was run at Warner Brothers and Paramount Studios and so on. We've been that on and off for about 10 years. And uh, through all of this, a couple of years back, actually about 10 years ago, uh, I wrote a book called How to Survive a Day Job, where I had hit my 100th day job. I was sick and tired of it. I had left. I did everything from being a telemarketer to a laundryman at a local mental hospital. I'm not kidding. Working in department stores, bagging grapes and supermarkets and so on. It was a real interesting existence that got me absolutely nowhere. So I wrote the book, and my little hook was I was going to ask celebrities about how they did it. So in the book, we had Stephen King and Tom Cruise and Clive Barker and any, any number of people. And it was, uh, did really well. And then uh, years later... I was pitched a project for a book about J.R.R. Tolkien, which kind of morphed into this whole Chronicles of Aura thing, and that's where we are right now. Wow. Now, you've got a fantastic book here with Chronicles of Aura. Tell us a little bit about the writing process for this great book. Yeah. Well, the writing process actually in this is fairly simple. I'll let your listeners in on a little... Whenever you see the name on the book cover by Joel Eisenberg and Stephen Hillard, that means... Joel Eisenberg wrote the book. Stephen Hillard, if it says by Stephen Hillard and Joel Eisenberg, that means Stephen Hillard wrote the book. Now, I know this is immortalized in the annals of radio, and I'm going to get my ass kicked for this, but that's the honest truth. <laughs> so, basically, my writing process, sitting in Starbucks at 4 o'clock every morning, writing until 10, coming home, walking my dog, having breakfast with my wife, going back to Starbucks, becoming over-caffeinated, as if you couldn't tell, and then what happens is I come home for dinner and Every now and again, I actually sleep. But for me, it's really writing all day. That is my passion. That is what I enjoy doing more than anything else professionally. We've got Joel Eisenberg with us today, current co-author of what many are hailing a literary masterpiece, The Chronicles of Aura, and he's with us today here on the telephone. Now, um, when I Googled your name, it gave me a heck of a lot of things out there. How the hell did you pull this off? <laughs> 
<laughs> all right. First of all, you're scaring me when you Google my name. I tell you why. Uh, the person who invented phone sex is named Joel Eisenberg. There's a transvestite astrologer whose name is Joel Eisenberg. I'm not, I, there's a guy in trouble with the IRS whose name is, is Joel Eisenberg. I'm not remotely kidding. I have to, every time someone calls me, I say, please proceed it with writer, producer. All right. So how did this process start? Just sort of getting into, uh, I guess, the, the inner workings on sort of how one of, the, one of these businesses works yep, in yep. the Hollywood industry. There was a uh, company that was basically taking, have, hiring executives to take pitches from filmmakers and authors and so on and so forth. Uh, literally, you'll have maybe 100 executives in a room, and there will be filmmakers or aspiring writers, what have you, coming to pitch the executives. Okay. So my wife and I were at Paramount at the time uh, with my company, EMO Films. And uh, the long and the short of it is someone by the name of Steve Hillard came to us and pitched a book that he wrote about J.R. Tolkien, using Tolkien as a character. Tolkien wrote Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and so on. And I thought, you know, this would potentially make a, a decent film, you know, let me read it. I read it, fell in love with it, and then what happened from there is just uh, sort of a matter of course. We did a screenplay and then we figured, you know what? Let's take a left turn. Why don't we both team up and break this concept wide open and create like an epic series of big fantasy science fiction type books, which is what we did. The, the general idea is this. You know, in Gre I'm not going to get you know, too uh, over the top of it, but in Greek mythology you have the concept of the muses. Well, here there's only one muse. Her name is Ara, and she inspires all of art and creativity, whether it's music, books, film, whatever it is. And what happens when that muse becomes corrupted? Well, if you take it sort of to the, the next level, then all of her music, all of her books, all of her television shows, and on and on and on, are also corrupted. If those are corrupted, what does it lead to? Well, there's an endgame. And it's all sort of end-of-the-world scenario where we uh, go through this process, and we have, you know, the dragons and, and, and all these usual fantasy-type characters. But what we do a little different is we look at the authors that we incorporated that wrote real dark work, like Edgar Allan Poe and H.P. Lovecraft and J.R. Tolkien and on and on and on, and we sort of follow them, and in their eyes, what caused their inspiration. And then we get more contemporary, and we look at musicians and so forth and so forth all within the service of this big eight-book opus of a, uh, of a story where wow. Steve and I try to get to the bottom of artistic inspiration. That's the whole big highfalutin nature of it. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we're going to do this. We're going to take a time out here. When we come back, we're going to keep chatting with Joel about his fantastic books. We've got more coming up here on the world-famous Cheeky Jaguar radio program back here in a few moments. Check us out on iHeartRadio as well. I see Welcome back to the big broadcast. Frank Bernuccio is coming up in our next segment. He'll be chatting with us about some of the day's events. Our legal eagle, Sonia Madison, will be joining us in our second hour. And, of course, Donald Bazella, Dan Perkins, join us to talk issues of the day in our third hour of our world-famous Cheeky Cheguire radio program. 
Thanks for joining us today here on Starcom Radio. Of course, Starcom Radio Network, 20-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. Our good friends at TuneIn, iTunes, and, of course, Radio Loyalty. We'll get back to Joel Eisenberg here in just a second, but let's tell you about one of our fantastic marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. That's right. I, I, I think I might have drank alcohol over lunch or something. Burgess spiked my drink down at the bar. I don't know. Filamento, the world's next generation 3D printer material is now available at kickstarter.com. That's right. A new standard in quality, value, and environmental awareness improves Puerto Rico's economy by giving jobs to young professionals. It's been featured on backerclub.co. It is Filamento, the next generation in premium 3D printing materials. 3D printing is a technology that shows great promise in both its ability to scale down the means of production and yet remain a cost-effective choice for manufacturing all kinds. Because this technology is still in its infancy, there is a huge opportunity to contribute to its development with innovation and quality that will set a new standard in the industry. They have got an incredible Kickstarter campaign. Michael in... Infanti is the guy on this one, and uh, check it out today. They have 26 days to go. Let's back this project at kickstarter.com. Search Filamento, the world's next-generation 3D printer material, and we'll spell it for you, K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T-E-R.com. Search Filamento, and Filamento is F. I-L-A-M-E-N-T-O. And tell them you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. Let's get back into it with Joel Eisenberg. Now, Joel, this this book is getting incredibly great reviews. Tell me about some of the best reviews the book's gotten so far. Uh, well, actually, uh, it's funny because when, when, you know, when you write, you're staring, you're drinking your coffee or whatever it is, and you're alone, and you know you're you're in your own kind of insular little area. Yep. And I open, you know, look at Amazon, and you said it before. There are people that are saying, or there's at least one person that's saying it's a literary masterpiece, and I'm like, wow, okay, it's pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> I mean, there, there, there's there's a lot of uh, real good uh, word of mouth that's happening. Here, here's the thing of it though, you know, you're in radio. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Oh, mine. All right. What inspired you to go into radio? Uh, the fact that lo- I didn't like any of the local radio personalities. <laughs> okay. that, that's that, that's that part of the reason why I got into radio. I didn't like them coming on there with those, those fake radio voices and all that crap. But that's that's pretty much why I got into radio because everything locally sucked. I listened I listened to to radio shows that were all over the country, like Bubba the Love Sponge, Man Cow, Opie and Anthony, you know, people like Kid Chris, people like that. And um that's why I got into radio. That that's the gist of it. Now, um I got into radio as a goof. And now after about twenty years, I think we're starting to figure this whole thing out. That's all. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> that's, that's when, pretty when much Stern, what we're doing. When Howard, well, that's great, man. <laughs> because when Stern went off terrestrial radio over here, I felt like a part of me died. You know, it's Yeesh. like, yeah, you know, could, you know, get, you know, serious and all of that. But I was listening to Howard Stern every morning, man. I was totally addicted. Yeah. And I get what you're saying. I mean, after a while, they had his replacements come on. It was exactly the radio voices that you're talking about and the morning zoos, all this type of thing. But nothing really compared. My, my point is this. I think one of the reasons why we're, we're getting the notice that we get is because we really go deep into, you know, sort of the wellspring of inspiration. If you're a 
any sort of an artistic career. And I consider you as a radio host an artist. You know, you got to pe- keep people going for as long Don't as let that it. get out. It'll ruin you. <laughs> Don't let that get out, brother. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Hey, you have Hulk Hogan there at the end. That's brother. right. That's right. But uh, <laughs> the thing is, though, I mean, seriously, I mean, it's, it's you know, whether you're a filmmaker, whether you're a musician, whatever you are, you know, you're building something from nothing, right? Yes. You can, you can acknowledge you got your radio show. You're building something from nothing. You, you know, it is what it is. Yep. It's like, what's the difference between someone who does this for a living or someone who does art for a living versus an entrepreneur? An entrepreneur may be more profit-driven than the artist. But the, the thing is that so many people that I meet on a daily basis will say things like, I want to make a movie, or I want to write a book, or I wish I could be on the radio, or I want to be an actor, but, you know, i got to pay the bills. I this, I got to that, I got to work my job, I got my two screaming babies at home. Well, you know, John Grisham, who's one of the, you know, biggest selling authors of all time, he had a full-time gig as a lawyer, and he wrote his books, whatever spare minutes he can get to write the book. Now he's also one of the wealthiest authors out there. The point is that you can make the time, and I think one of the big appeals of this book is I also surround the country, and I wrote that How to Survive a Day Job book, interviewed a lot of celebrities, and so on, and so on, and so on. So there are things that, when I speak to people one-on-one or in big groups, they tend to take it seriously. And I try to put as much of that as possible, even though these books are fiction, and the book, you know, the Chronicle of Tara, they're fiction, but, you know, we have factual elements in them and so on. I wanted to reach sort of like that primal gut kind of feeling that an artist has when they get that moment of inspiration. They're, have, they have no other choice than to I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I love it. You ever see Superman 2? Yes. Christopher Reeve and yes. General Zod and all. Okay. So Terrence Stamp, who played General Zod, he said this. He goes, if I could be an actor, I'd be a serial killer. I believe him. Yeah. <laughs> I believe him, man. I know too many artists and people that you know are in artistic careers that, you know, they have that kind of eccentric, kind of somewhat self-destructive kind of thing going And they need to channel it. Anyway, I didn't want to get depressing, but that's... No, no, (laughs) I love it. I love it. We've got Joe Eisenberg with us today, joining us live 43 minutes after the hour. Um, Summarize the book in just a few sentences for us, my friend. Summarize the book. Well, basically, it is about a muse named Ara who loses, rather, uh, someone that she loves in a tragic accident. Ara's immortal. The person that she loves is not. He's human. He doesn't know she exists. Okay, Boy meets girl story. Anyway, uh, what happens is she becomes corrupted. And since she inspires all of artists, every artist throughout you know, the centuries and the eons and on and on, um, then we get into that story that I mentioned before as to what happens to all of our arts. So it sort of goes from point A to her being corrupted to the promise of a new dawn of time and a return to dragon-scorched earth unless something happens. That, of course, doesn't happen. So over the course of, like I said, eight books, we whole process all along the time I'm taking current events and so forth and putting them in there as well so you know it could be a little more relatable but that's the gist man it's a uh, it's a big end of the world opus that has a hell of a lot to say we've got Joel Eisenberg with us today here on the big broadcast coast to coast to border to border on the Starcom radio network and iHeartRadio who do you envision to be the potential readers for this great book good question you know I'm going to be uh, I'm going to give you the uh, 
uh, today. Any writer will say, and it's basically, we want to do the uh, J.K. Rowling thing, man. We want to basically get kids and people who don't generally read to get into these books. And uh, over and above that, we're looking at any over the age of uh, yeah, 18. You know, I mean, it's really for everybody. We're not excluding audiences here, so it's really for everybody. But we want to grab what Rowling did with Harry Potter. We want to get as many people to read that would normally pick up a book. So we'll see what happens. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, um, what's the message you'd like readers to get from the, uh, from the writing and, and everything out of the book? Nothing's impossible. Basically, there's reason for everything. So, you know, again, the person who's sitting there in the morning sitting on a uh, suit tie, carrying a briefcase, going to a meeting, having absolutely no passion with about anything whatsoever he's doing, or, or the woman that's home and is not satisfied with just being a, south, uh, a uh, housewife, they could do whatever they want to do. They really just need to take the time. There is time. And that's the biggest misconception. People say there is absolutely no time to do anything. Or, you know, if you want to get into it, you know, I used to have it out with an ex-girlfriend back in New Jersey. I said I wanted to be a filmmaker. She wanted me to be a child psychologist. And I said, I'm not being a psychologist. I'm going to go to California. I don't care how long it's going to take. You know, well, where are you going to get the time? Who are you going to meet? How are you going to get to know these people? What are you going to It happened, you know. The thing is, you've got to take risks. If you roll the dice, it can't work, period. We've got and with these books we want to inspire. Well, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. We've got Joel Eisenberg with us today. Um, what are what are your, some of your the uh, expectations for the book? Uh, we're going to sell twenty five million copies just by being on the show and for me redoing the name of that sponsor that I missed earlier. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> all right, I'm trying too hard. Okay, what are some of the expectations for the book? The bottom line is that we mentioned we do want to inspire we want to open people's eyes up to what's possible look if you live once you may as well go for it and that's really what we want we want people to think we want people to think about those moments when they're in a room by by themselves and they're thinking about what their life could be those are the people that we want you know we want them to really consider everything they have going and to go from there and to take some action to make it work at the risk of sounding like tony robbins but at the same time, that's what we want. We want artists to sort of find their own muse and do what they have to do to get there. Good stuff. Well, uh, what, what's next for you as an author? Now can fans reach out to you? Uh, volume 2. <laughs> volume 2 as an author, although uh, what you may not know, because uh, it wasn't in the bio, is uh, we do have a uh, show that Fox just uh, picked up, but it's not announced yet. Wow. And, uh, for a TV show. And we have uh, something else bringing back a, and another not announced yet. I mean, damn it, you know, until next month. But it's, uh, the hint is it's a uh, redo of an old uh, horror favorite, and that's all I could say. That's cool. That's cool. Well, I'm looking yeah. forward to everything. And uh, when, you can, when you can announce that stuff and, and all the various projects, uh, let me know. We'll get you back on the show, my friend. You got it, man. Thanks a lot. It was I fun. appreciate it. Thanks for being with us today. We are going to take a time out, and uh, when we come back... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.